I am very excited about today's guest. Have you ever met Pete Davidson, Josh? We've been near each other, but we have not had occasion to really meet. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. He had a very long career at SNL, but it started right after my time at the show ended. I've been lucky enough to meet him, been lucky enough to talk to him on my show, but I'm very excited to talk to him about this. You know, I think most people probably know at this point that Pete lost his father tragically uh, during 9-11. His father was a uh, fireman. And what's cool about Pete is that he's very, very open about talking about it. And uh, I have no doubts that he will do so again today because he has very fond memories of his dad. And uh, I've met his mom and, and she's wonderful. So this, this is going to be really, uh, really cool to talk to him. Yeah, I just I know his fictional versions of his life and which have happened on a couple of occasions. And uh, yeah, I want to get into the, the real nitty gritty. And there's a chance that if this podcast goes well enough, they'll do a fictional version of, of it, and then we'll get cast by big movie stars. Oh, so exciting. Oh, so good. Pete always plays himself, though. Can't we play ourselves? Well, maybe that's one of the things we can ask him. Yeah. Hey, just a quick disclaimer. If you're driving in the car and listening to this with your kids, your whole family, there's a little bit of cursing in this episode. Not necessarily our fault, but... But sometimes a little bit our fault. So Maybe. anyway, in case you're not traveling with earmuffs handy, we wanted to let you know. The language is a little racy. <laughs> they've all, they've heard it in school, though. Yeah, but still, we don't need to... We're not saying anything they haven't heard in school. It's just more awkward because now you're all together. Yeah. This is Family Trips with the Myers Brothers. And if you don't believe me, just take it from Jeff Tweedy. everybody it's pete davidson how are you pete i'm good how are you boys i'm We're wonderful good. have you met josh before have you ever met my brother i don't think, I think so i think we've been maybe in the same place at the same time and have like waved but i don't think we've ever gotten to, to chat so well yeah. it's very it's very nice to be here with both of you it has been a long time since i've seen you pete and i just want to say congratulations on bupkits it's wonderful it's very funny but I have a. I want to start with a question about your mom, Amy, who I've been lucky enough to meet, and is a lovely woman. You have now had her fictional versions of her have been played by Marissa Tomei and Edie Falco. Does she appreciate the level? Yes. Okay. Yes, she. Uh, my mom's a uh, Staten Island tri-state mom, and uh, just imagine that phone call getting to do that twice. It was. It's the best. It means a lot to her. It's really cool. It's. It's one of my favorite things. I always try to figure out for anybody and like some people, like I got Bobby kind of all to play my uncle Steve and my uncle Steve is like, Hey, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, like, I'm pretty good looking. Like, you know, it's like it's, it's, I get a kick out of casting family and stuff. So I think you gave yourself a really high bar too with Marissa Tomei for a tri-state mom. And I think yeah. maybe the only topper is, is Edie Falco. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, there was there was literally there's no there's no one else. There's the, there's only those two in my eyes. So they, I'm very uh, grateful they both did it, and, and I had so much fun with those uh, those ladies. I was trying to think of other real life people who've been played by actors of that caliber by more than one, and I think it's your mom and Queen Elizabeth. 
<laughs> yeah, we've oh. never had occasion to cast our mom and dad in anything yet, I don't think. No, uh-huh. nobody has played a fictional version of us. It's very, I think you've set a very high bar that you've now twice managed to fictionalize your own life. Like yeah. some people, and also you're under 30, which is also remarkable. I know, but I'll be 30 this year. It's over, you guys. It's The, yeah. pa- the party's over. It's over. <laughs> yeah. Those round numbers, they really hit home. No, it really, dude, I, I really, I, I, it's, I'm starting to freak out a little bit. Like I bought like a, a minivan. Hmm. But like wanted one, like I had to get a car, and I was like, I want a minivan, and That's uh, they're really shocking. they're the best. It, they, they're, they, but you don't even have a family, Pete, right? Like no. a <laughs> <laughs> I have no family. Yeah, well, my friends, uh, no, it's uh, no, yeah, I don't have a family. Um, I have, I don't have my own yet. Right. Um, but uh, I do have a lot of friends. And uh, it's hard to fit them in like a cool, you know, whatever flashy, whatever. So I I got like a minivan, and I've been did, really did you get one with it. the vacuum built in. Yes, and uh, yeah, both, look at you. <laughs> both doors open by like oh, you put pre- yeah. It's it's really it's really fun. I did a commercial for a minivan once, and I will say the day I spent with it, I thought I would love to drive in this car. And we have three kids now, so I should actually have a minivan, but my wife's not quite ready to admit that we're... I think, weirdly, it's harder for us to get a minivan because it, it, we were, are admitting... There's nothing ironic about us having one, whereas Pete now might make minivans cool. Oh, well, <laughs> no, I think they're really, honestly, like, they are the best cars. Also, no one gives a fuck about you if you're in a minivan, like... You don't have to tint your windows or do right. anything to the. No one's looking at you. Uh, <laughs> like I've been able to drive everywhere. And no, no one cares. Only the other people who care, other minivan drivers, and they look at you with this like, like that Derek <laughs> Jeter nod, where everyone's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm in this. I'm in yeah. this with you." But yeah, it's like people on party boats. People that drive party boats look at other people on party yeah. boats, and they're yeah. like, "Yeah, man, we're living the same yeah. life." Yeah. The best is no, no minivan owner can go home. And tell someone, you know who was driving the same minivan as me? Pete Davidson. Everybody would just say, no, it's a guy. It had to have been a guy who looked like Pete Davidson. Yes, I've had a few where a guy will like literally kind of go into the car a little if I'm at a stoplight. And he'll just go, nah. And he walks (laughs) off. And I'm like, that's great that I don't look good enough to resemble me. I have a, a question about other large vehicles you've recently purchased. Is there any update on the Staten Island Ferry that you and Colin Jost uh Bye. We, that that was real. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do have updates. So we just got all the plans uh, built, and like we had them do one of those computer generated, you know, show you what it could be type things. And now we're out to a few people, and it seems like it's all going well. But it's definitely like five years away. What is your goal with this? What is your goal with the ferry? Excellent question. So. We want to be able to dock it from April to September, maybe October in New York. And it will be like, you know, there'll be a restaurant, there'll be a a concert venue, there'll be a movie theater, uh, upstairs, like sort of restaurant uh, area. And then there's hotels in it. There's a, so we'll have like, you know, a couple of those. And, um, and then in the, in the winter, tug it to Miami. Wow. You've really thought this through. 
Yeah, no, it's, yeah, we have to because we're in the hole. <laughs> I was going to say, did the. Colin called me. He's like, hey, um, can you hop on this call about the ferry? And I was like, we're still doing that thing? He's like, yeah, can you? This is pretty serious. <laughs> he's like, and it is. I had no idea. I just, you know, saw a link and sent a, a, a deposit. And now I'm like stuck with a fucking boat. <laughs> it's really funny, dude. What is the name? Have you guys officially named it? We jokingly named it the Titanic 2, like on the LLC, like when we had to buy it. <laughs> but we're going to keep it's It's all going to stay the same, like it'll the same outside. And we're going to, you know, keep what we can and just repurpose, make sure it's nice. But it'll be the Staten Island Ferry. So you yeah. jokingly named it the Titanic 2 on a legal document. Yes. Colin, that was Colin's <laughs> idea. I can't take full credit for that. He Because I wasn't on the call. It's so funny. Colin's on all of the calls. And he'll like call me after and be like, "Yeah, it's uh, it's all going well. It's uh, it's named Titanic too." All right, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> like, uh, so we'll see what happens. I'm excited though. It's it's just nice. It's actually it's the biggest ferry. It's substantially bigger than all the other ones, and uh, I'm just glad it's not like turned to like scrap or whatever. It's like kind of funny that this will be a lifelong problem for me and Colin. I am very excited about it. I'm so much happier that you guys are doing it and I have no part of it other than to maybe come to the grand opening. And I'm also... <laughs> Dude, you want to invest? <laughs> having, I do not. I'm like this close to texting Chappelle and being like, how <laughs> interested are you in fairies? <laughs> I will say I uh, collaborated with Jost a, a lot over the years. And the other thing I love about this is every time I ever did anything with Jost, I was the one who was on all the calls. So I'm so glad that Jost finally has to be the me and you get to be the Joost. Oh, no, yeah. He's been like, hey, man, you got to take this seriously. <laughs> like, to me, which is, uh, yeah, he's getting it done. Yeah, the role of the silent partner seems to be ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Lean into that. Keep leaning into the silent partner. Um, <laughs> all right, so Pete, this is our podcast called Family Trips, and uh, Josh and I, you know, our, the trips we took with our family, uh, very important in our lives. We enjoy the ones that went bad more than the ones that went good. And obviously, we know a lot of people know you tragically lost your father uh, on 9-11. Um, he was a fireman. He died heroically. And you were young. But I'm wondering, did you, were you a family uh, before your father passed away? Did you guys go on trips? Do you have memories of those trips? Yes. We would go to Lake George all the time, all of us. Uh, and we would share two rooms. And it would be me, my dad, mom. I don't think, maybe my sister was just born. My sister was just born. And then my dad's half-brother and, and, and their family. And then my uh, grandpa, you know, his, his dad. And I don't, I remember it. I remember like, uh, I, you know, when someone tells you the story and you like remember it kind of, but like you can't physically place yourself there. Uh, there's one really good vacation story, which is um, we were all going to go jet skiing on the lake. And uh, I was like five and um, the, the instructor was giving us the rundown, uh, apparently, of like, you know, the safety regulations and all that. And I had just seen Mission Impossible with my dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> so while they were doing that, I, with no life jacket uh, at five years old, ran off the deck and jumped and tried to land onto the <laughs> jet ski and take off like fucking Tom Cruise. 
I did not. I hit my chin and split my face open and then got sucked out by a current. And I heard the tale is my dad went this fucking kid and dropped everything and jumped into the a lake and uh, or wherever, whatever water. I don't know because I don't remember very well. But uh, and then he he saved he actually did save me uh, from drowning. So that is my favorite memory because I, I my whole family got to go jet skiing. And then I had to go to the hospital with my dad and I got myself stitched up. And then he took me, apparently, the next day. It was just me and him. So, you know, I'm glad that we got to do that. And then I have one other one. And this is how I knew I come from, like, a complete scuzzy family. We were in, like, the Dave and Busters of Lake George. And my uncle... No, I hit... I was playing one of the Hoop Jones, Hoop Basketball, whatever type things. Like, small little ball getting the hoop. And I got it, and uh, the tickets started coming out, and the machine broke. So, so many tickets were coming out, like the whole whatever was in the machine. <laughs> and I turned to my, my half-uncle. I go, hey, I go, the machine's broken. We have to go tell the manager because I'm getting a bunch of tickets that, like, I don't deserve. And my uncle literally goes, shut up and keep playing. <laughs> and, then, and then we literally, like, bought, took every prize from there, we we got like a radio, a, a VCR, uh, fucking like everything. And I remember being on that ride home, being like, "That's the type of family I'm from." Yeah, <laughs> they're the families that report the technical difficulties, and they're the ones yeah. that take the tickets. Shut up and keep playing. <laughs> well, they're all a scam. Those arcades are a scam. I'm sorry, the casino lost that one time. Yeah, the little guy won that time. <laughs> Did you, uh, so your sister is four years younger than you? She's four years younger than me. She unfortunately doesn't have any real, you know, memories of, of like my dad. But we went on a vacation or two with my mom. So we went to, I think, the Bahamas or Turks and Caicos together, all three of us with like another widow and her, you know, the classic meat cute of how you're supposed to make friends growing up. Hey, your dad's dead, right? We have nothing in common except for that. Let's be forced (laughs) to hang out with each other so our moms could, you know, talk about it. So it was one of those situations. The vacation was great. We had a great time. But my favorite thing is the the flight home. For some reason, you know, we, we just got whatever seats we can get. I was like all the way up front alone uh, by like the exit row. And I was like probably eight, nine years old. My mom's all the way in the back and my sister with my sister. And the plane had like really bad turbulence. Like still, to, I've been on a lot of planes still to this day. I remember that being like the first time, the only time I've ever been like, oh shit. So, and I remember me and my mom looking at each other first vacation after 9-11, just like us trying to bond, just going, everything's going to be okay. Oh and God. I love you no matter what. And I'm just <laughs> looking at her. And I'm like, what the fuck? Somehow we land. We, we circle the airport for like a half hour. We're about to land. And as soon as we land, we go back up. We immediately like hit touchdown for a second and then go fly back up. And then we circle for about 30 minutes. And then we finally land. And we're getting off the airplane and we're at baggage claim. And uh, my mom and I were standing next to the flight attendant. And he was on the phone with his mom. And he goes, Ma, the craziest thing just happened. There's so much turbulence because of the weather. When we were about to land, 
there was a plane already there on the runway. So at the last second, the pilot pulled up and we soared over it. Otherwise, we all would have exploded. And, oh and he was my. like, anyway, I'll be home later. And me and my mom looked at each other like, wow. I feel like they should teach those uh, uh, flight attendants not to have uh, that conversation at baggage claim. I Ten think they feet say. away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other crazy thing is, I'm, you know, I feel like everybody in – the wake of 9-11 was terrified to be on planes. And then, so I'm sure everybody was overreacting and you must've been thinking there, oh, you have no idea of what the emotional reaction I'm having to this. I was just, yeah, I was, I had no idea what was going on. I didn't think it was anything like that. I was just like typical, like Davidson luck. I was like, I was like, like father, like son, we're both going to be taken out by planes. Like I was very, I was already smoking cigarettes when I was seven years old. Um, but that, I remember, it was I allowed. Remember, I, that was part of the grieving is they let uh, people. Of a yeah. In Staten Island, you're allowed to do that. Um, but yeah, I remember just being like, ah, this fuck me. <laughs> as you, as you and your sister got older, um, did you vacate? Were you guys good to vacation together were you close when you went on vacations did you do stuff as a as a yeah. pair me and my sister hoop so we have we are polar opposites in the fact that she's a pa at uh, a, a really great hospital i don't want to say what it is but uh and she assists like brain surgery and spine surgery and stuff and i do what i do so basketball we've always had in, in common we love talking basketball we go to the games together and so anytime we go, we always go, we're simple. We like go to the beach and then we just play basketball all the time. And I remember the first time my sister beat me for real. She was like a junior in high school. And I just started smoking pot, like pretty heavy. And I was like 20. And I remember like it was in front of like, my, it was just like my mom was watching, not even watching, just like at least my kids are doing something. I could like, just like zone out. Cause what is my life? I can't believe I have to do this. And, <laughs> and she, do she dogged me. Like, and I remember getting like, really like, like I lost by like eight, like it wasn't even like close. Like, it, and I was acting all cocky, like, Oh yeah. You know? And uh, I remember that she was 16 and she destroyed me. Uh, and it was the first time I like really felt super small. Does she have the the peat height? Because you've got that thin wire. Yeah, she's like 5'11". Okay. She's six oh, feet tall, go. yeah. She scored like over, I think, like 1,200 points in high school. She was like a 1,000-point scorer, and she played D1 ball for a little bit. And then right. she like blew out her leg and then just started doing brain surgery. <laughs> how, many, how, many points, how many points did you finish with in high school, Pete? She had 1,200? I had 15, <laughs> but I won two championships. I did was you on really? two championship teams. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I didn't fucking play, but like I we I have two banners somewhere in Staten Island. Uh, <laughs> wow. So you were on the team, you su you suited up but didn't play. Yeah, I was supposed to play. My uncle was the coach at at the varsity coach. So like I was a nepo baby at that school. <laughs> so Is this I, Bobby Cannavale? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It was a different <laughs> uncle. Um <laughs> but uh when I was a freshman, the whole big thing was like I was like pretty good but like not the best but like definitely should be on the team and play a little bit and uh i broke my foot playing volleyball like the first week of like basketball and the coach was just like fuck you dude and he just never played me for like two full years um but i got to watch like 
a great team win. He was a great coach, though. He was an amazing coach, and uh, he won back-to-back. He was so good. We won, and I was like, oh, great. I get to go play JV next year. I won't have to play for a coach because he don't like me. And then he was such a good coach, they moved him up to JV with the team. So I showed up to tryouts again, and I was like, you fuck it. I, <laughs> so I didn't play. Uh, never got to really hoop in high school. Uh, my brother and I, neither of us hooped in high school, but Josh got fired from a job because... Uh, yeah. Our, what uh, went our down? high school... What's that? How'd it go down? Well, our high school team was playing in the uh, the state finals, and I was a busboy at a Mexican restaurant, Shorty's Mexican Roadhouse, and I was like, hey, I was a junior, and I was like, could I have this Friday off? And they're like, we've got enough seniors that work here, and they've they have seniority, by the nature of the word even. And they were like, so we're giving them the day off. And I was like, all right. And then I called in sick. And I went to the game and I had my face painted and it was one of those like (laughs) high school games that's on television. And everyone at Shorty's Mexican Roadhouse was watching West High playing the state finals. And I was on TV and came back. And then my boss was like, hey, you weren't sick. I was like, yeah, I was. And he was like, no, you were on TV in the stands. (laughs) And I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, you're fired. And I was like, oh, okay." And that's Uh, the that's the that's a sitcom pilot. Yeah, that is a sitcom <laughs> of it. Also, uh, <laughs> Josh's character in a sitcom would be uh, the kid who never got away with shit. Every single time Josh... <laughs> oh, no. Every time Josh tried to skirt the rules, he got caught, like, a very obvious way, like, being Did on you get camera. away? Did you get away with a lot? Were you the one who got away with a lot, and Josh got... I got away with everything. everything. Yeah. You didn't get away with losing your... Uh, your headgear or your... Well, that's your fault. So get this. You want to hear something? <laughs> I would love to hear Myers B. Okay, great. So <laughs> yeah. I had to wear a headgear. Okay, I had braces. Like the literally... Oh, like... Yeah, like John Hughes oh. 80s movie, shame. But I only had to wear it at night. Okay. But it was painful to wear at night, so I would often not wear it. And my dad, here's what he did to make sure I was wearing it. He would make me give my brother my allowance if Josh could catch me not wearing it at night. <laughs> he, turned brother, he turned brother against brother and Josh accepted it. I feel like it was like 50 cents, 50 that's cents That's pretty cold-blooded, dude. Yeah, but that set me up. There was like, there was no money to be made during the day. That's and the night, Irish, dude. That's I us, would, dude. I would camp out in his room. I'd get under he the bed. He would go to I'd bed early and hide in my closet, Pete. He would hide in my closet. And the rule was it was officially, I officially wasn't wearing it if I was under the covers without it. So we'd have to wait until I got under the covers and then he would scream. We called it, and I apologize that this is what we called it, but we called it my gummy. And he would scream (laughs) gummy alert and run out of the bedroom. Did did you like try to influence him to not wear it at night? Like, hey, dude, like, fuck that thing. (laughs) He's like, your your teeth are looking. Your teeth are looking straight as shit. And if you don't like that thing, fuck it, bro. (laughs) Gummy, gummy. He gummied me. Yeah, but you also you lost your you lost your retainer as well and had to work that off. Dad had you work that off at like a dollar an hour. Yeah, it's going to cost like a hundred dollars. He made me stain the deck, and then you found it. it. I felt like retainers you had to wear for like fifteen years. Yeah, like you st- I still know people that still wear their retainer. I just knocked all my teeth out and had them put in new ones. Yeah, good call. So, Pete, your mom's an ER nurse. Is that accurate? Yes. 
She worked, she, she was an ER nurse and then she worked a, at a school uh, for like a decade just so she could be off when we were off so she could be around. And now she's back in the ER. And your sister's a physician's assistant. And do you feel like because you have two people in your family in the medical uh, profession, you've taken more chances? Because it does feel like you're just... I will, I will say that I do, like I'll play basketball like I shouldn't, like I'm not fearful. And there's also just like, it's nice to call them and be like, hey, is this like a mole or like, <laughs> like you know, it's kind of cool. But um, yeah, I do feel, I do feel very good knowing that they're, they could do all the stuff. Was there any place when you were a kid, was there any place you really wanted to go that you, your, your mom never took you or? I uh, have always been obsessed with Fiji. I don't know why uh, I, I think it's because I loved the water bottle when I was growing up, but I was like, Great one water. day I'll, I'll go to Fiji. And I'm like, I've never even seen a picture of Fiji. And then I looked <laughs> at it recently. It's beautiful. I really want to go. I want to go wherever Kevin Hart and Ludacris go on their Instagram vacations. They're always like, yo, we're in the Maldives. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Like, they're always in a place I've never heard of uh, that looks so beautiful. So whatever Kevin Hart and Ludacris do, I just started taking... I'm not good at taking vacations. I get there for two or three days and I'm like, I ah, fuck, what the fuck? I got to go do a show or I got to go do something. Uh, and I'm learning to like enjoy, you know, other, you know, aspects of life where you could just like chill and enjoy things. So I'm trying to do that more. And are you someone, I know we had a harrowing beginning on the jet ski, but are you, if you go on a vacation with where water sports are available, is that something you would do today? Oh, absolutely. I love, I, I rip jet skis. I love jet skis. <laughs> it's awesome. Dude, jet ski is the coolest thing ever. You feel like a secret agent, dude. The first time my kids uh, saw Colin Jost, he was on a jet ski. And <laughs> I imagine that's how all children first see Colin Jost. <laughs> but like, they, they love him so much. Like, when they hear anybody named Colin, they're like, jet ski Colin? I'm like, no, different Colin. No, yeah. different Colin. <laughs> Yeah, you pull up you when when someone's first able to retain memories for the first time as a child and your first memories of a guy pulling up on a jet ski, that'll that'll yeah. be the coolest thing forever. I mean, it's like named, it's given a name for kids to remember. Jet ski Colin. <laughs> Formerly known as Staten Island Ferry Colin. Yeah, exactly. He's jet ski. He's he's a lot slower on the ferry than he was. He covers the, the aquatic. Yeah, exactly. He's very <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do you, yeah. when was the last time you, have you taken your mom on like a, a kick-ass vacation as an adult? Is that something you've done? We are actually planning our first Davidson full family. Actually, I'm so, this uh, clicked the memory for me. So there is one best fucking memory I ever have. Uh, when I was like nine or 10, my whole family pitched in and they got, they rented a house in like North or South Carolina in the summer for a week. And I had a pool and a hot tub and it was like 30 of us and like a three, four bedroom. And it was like the greatest time ever. Like we all still talk about it to this day. I actually remember we all went to go see Lord of the Rings three. All uh, right. Well, we were out there. Yeah. So we are, I, I've been reaching out to everyone in the family and we're going to do our, a, a really cool version of that uh, where everyone, you know, is comfortable <laughs> was it pull out couches and uh and sleeping bags on the ground 
Well, there was like, I have six aunts that are all sisters. So it was like, they're all sleeping together. Then all the uncles are sleeping together. It's like 15 kids are in one room, stockpiled on top of each other. Like, you know, classic Staten Island vacation. Yeah, so we're trying to get that all together now. But I bring my mom anywhere as much as I can. If there's ever like, if I ever get to do a commercial, first person I pitch is my mom. Or like if uh, I'm doing something, I just make sure she gets to come because she's just been... She's the best. If you know, you know Amy, and everyone that we know knows Amy, and uh, she's she's really the best. She, you could. The thing I love about my mom the most is like I could bring her somewhere, and I don't have to like surveil. Like, well, uh, I that's so funny you say that because one of my favorite nicest conversations, and I've had many with your mom, but one of the nicest was when I came back and hosted SNL in 2017. She was at the after party, and I was talking with her, and I said, "Oh, where's Pete? I want to say hi." And she was like, "Oh, he was so tired, he went home." And I was like, I love that Pete's mom is at the party. Oh, yeah. La- later she than would Pete. Go every, I stopped <laughs> going to the after parties after, I think, the third year. Uh, I just, like, I don't know what happened. I just, like, got so much anxiety uh, at those things. But my mom would go every week with, like, Keenan's mom, um, our good friend Roseman. And, you know, like, she, like she's her own thing there. Like, she's her, she has her own, like, group of friends, like, that oddly speak to her. Like, I know people who speak to her more than they speak to me. And they'll be like, I was just hanging out with Amy. And I was like, oh. She has like a, I, I think some moms have that. She's a very, her uh, mom energy is very transferable to people who are not her children. Like you get yes. a nice, you get a nice like mom hit offer, even yes. though she's not your mom. Absolutely. Yeah. She's, she's really special. She wasn't at the after party to party. She was at the after party in case anyone needed mom energy which i yeah I, I or if someone was like where's pete she could be like oh he was tied like covering for me <laughs> like in her like that's like that's what she's there for she's there to represent the davidson uh regalia my mom used to have a fake twitter account when i first got snl you know the traditional snl trajectory you first get the show everyone loves you and then they stop and then you have to like actually be good at the show, and then they they love you again. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, it was like my second or third year, and it was a lot of like he's a not useful, you know, typical Twitter comments. And my mom made a fucking fake Twitter account under the name Joe Smith thirteen fifty five, and would respond to everyone. But it was so specific, like it would be like, actually, I heard he's working on himself and does that quite often. <laughs> like, like just like obviously, and this was this was the kicker. So like everyone found out it was my mom, not through detective work. They found out because her username was at Joe Smith, but her profile name was Amy Davidson, and the profile <laughs> picture was Amy Davidson. So it was a picture of my mom with a name that said Joe Smith 1355 commenting on all these haters. Uh, yeah. No, nobody better to have your back than your mom. God love her. She that. got my back, dude. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys do like road trips? Like what was the what was the vehicle if you were driving up to Lake George or was that was that a drive? We we did a lot of road trips actually. One of my uncles is a, a not too hype on flying and you know neither were we for a bit so uh he had one of those um i want to say it's like a star cruiser it's like a big van it has like two or three captain seats in the back and then like a row that you could turn into a bed but it was like a 90s car and it had a, a vhs player and my uncle was so good 
at the car, I remember I was really impressed with how he operated the vehicle because we would drive to Florida once a year where we would go there because uh, my grandpa used to live in Tampa for a bit. He calls it the good old days. Uh, <laughs> he retired and moved to Tampa for three years and then had to move back. And he talks about Tampa like it's like the lost city of Atlantis. He was like, Tampa. <laughs> He's like, we had an above ground pool. Like he was just like the way he talks about Tampa is like, it's hilarious. Um, so we would drive up to Florida, uh, you know, once a year. And the VHS, you know, if if the car had a bump on the highway, it would skip. And, if, and the tracking would come up. And my uncle, it's hard to, I'll show you guys, it's hard, it's hard to explain because you're going to be listening to this. But he would just, he would know when it skipped, even though we had our headphones on and it wasn't playing through the car. And he would just reach his arm back behind and touch the TV panel and then go one button below and press the right <laughs> button. Like it was his fucking job. Like, like it was the coolest fucking thing ever. Still, Uncle Mike, Uncle Mike Quillo, the way that he stopped the tracking during Star Wars and Jumanji from like 2002 to 2006 on all the road trips was incredible. One of the best performances in the Pete Davidson lifetime. That's a real, if you want a specific superpower for an uncle to have, that seems like a real nice one. Oh, fix the tracking or, or if the DVD skips, Uncle <laughs> yeah. Mike will fix that shit. He always had the the, 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 the clay, the, the the cleaner with like the felt rag. He always oh, yeah. had, he's like, yeah, hey, one second. <laughs> uh, yeah, Uncle Mike rolls. Hey, uh, 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 speaking of uh, uh, big old movies, this summer, uh, you're in the new Transformers movie. Yes. Very I'm exciting. I'm so fucking excited. Dude, I'm <laughs> so excited. It was one of the best calls uh I ever got to to get a uh, uh, shout out to uh, Stephen Capel Jr. Who's uh, amazing. The director and uh, Paramount, they, they reached out and they let me take a weird whack in the, in the booth. And I, I had the best time in the world and it's fun to see those things, the animated things. Cause you know, you go in a booth for like a week, but they're like in Machu Picchu for like eight months. Right. Um, and then it's fun to watch it cut together and you're in the exact same amount of time. Yes. <laughs> it really makes me laugh. You're like, that's amazing. And I know you can't give anything away, but is it your uh, minivan, right? Is that correct? No, no. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a minivan. <laughs> I'm a Honda Odyssey. Uh, Got a skipping VHS uh, a, player. Yeah, I'm a Kia Carnival. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'm stoked, dude. Uh, I'm like a... I'm a portion. I get to be uh, uh, Anthony Ramos, who's the lead. I get to be his, like, you know, his car. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm really excited. That's like, that's something like my cut. I know it's cool because my cousins will call me. Like I've right. told this story before, but my cousin, I did. I'm in the Suicide Squad for like four minutes. Right, You're wonderful in it. It was very exciting yeah. to see you. I thought Thank the movie you. was great, and it was a lovely it's cameo. A fucking awesome movie. James Gunn's a genius. Was so thrilled to get the call. But, but the point of the story is I, I'm in it for literally maybe four minutes. My cousin called me and he was like, yo, he's like, you're doing all right out there. He's like, this, this is pretty fucking cool. And I was like, I made a movie about our family last year. <laughs> like, like, no calls, no calls, nothing. I was like, with Judd Apatow, one of the biggest comedy directors of all time, nothing. I get my head blown off as soon as I spot in four minutes, I'm doing good. And I got the same call. For Transformers, but he was like, hey, this is pretty sick. So I think it's going to be cool. 
It's important to do those things. It's important to remember that we we all live in a bubble, and if you can get out of it, and yeah, show, them, show them another side of you. Plus, I think that probably like Pete, we can't watch you play yourself again. We were there. We watched you grow up. <laughs> <laughs> We've watched yeah. you play this version. We can't. You we really made a meal of it. We want you to yeah. be a voice of a car. Yeah. But by the way, you and Jost are perfect business partners because Jost once wrote a sketch where I think it was a Golden Globe sketch, but for pets. And so it was, I think Sudeikis was playing Ricky Gervais as a Golden Globes host who was making jokes about the animals in the audience. And Jost wrote a stage direction for a dog. He wanted a practical golden retriever. And Jost said, the dog looks angry, but then admitting it's funny has to laugh. <laughs> we were all like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, you think they can teach a dog in, in two days how to react? Like, that's not a dog's reaction. What's funny is that is really funny. It, it is really funny. like, can't be done. <laughs> My favorite at SL, I'm sure you were part of this. When they ever, they'll be like, They'll build like a fucking million dollar set and then yeah. just be like, yeah, it didn't work. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. you're like, what the fuck? I remember one time they had a full, it was a water park. And I think they might have did it or put it online or whatever. But it was like, we had a slide. We had like a fucking wave pool. And it was like legit. And it was like, they were like, yeah, it's like a million. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe they did this. And then they'll just cut it. Laura yeah, like, my first year we did had like a sketch that took place in, like a Sherlock Holmes English manor, beautiful rows of like leather book. And I remember talking to Amy Poehler and we'd written it together. And I'm like, well, there's no way they're cutting this. And then just dies. And then they just like, you just watch them like roll it into the garbage. <laughs> like, yeah. <"We> just- <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> Goodbye forever. I wonder if the wave pool set really was legit, Pete, or if you just love wave pools and all things water sports that you were like, this is incredible. Like anything no, it was that even. Functional. It was crazy <laughs> functional because we had to have a safety meeting because. Beck and Kyle really wanted us to go down the slides. Oh, my God. And that was a professional meeting I had at my job. (laughs) (laughs) A safety meeting for a slide. Yeah. Pete, we're going to ask this question to everybody on this podcast. And the question is this. Have you been to the Grand Canyon? I have not. And And now follow up. Yeah, I get it. Do you want to go? I do want to go. But I also feel like I've seen it so many times on my Windows wallpaper yeah. that I feel like I will get there and be like, okay. Like, I feel like I, I've seen it so many times and I feel like I've hyped it up so much that I wouldn't enjoy it as much. But then again, maybe it's the most breathtaking thing in the world. I still want to go to Niagara Falls, too. I heard that's really fun. I've been to Niagara Falls. I think the way to go to Niagara Falls is book a show. That's how I went. Yeah, do a show in Buffalo, and then that afternoon go. I think that Niagara Falls is a perfect, fantastic thing to see if you're there for another reason. You guys Grand Canyoned it? Never Grand Canyoned it. I drove by and I had my dog with me and you can't take a dog below the rim. So we just saw sort of from the rim, but it's, it's very impressive. It is grand. Right. Yeah. I imagine it's like a five minutes of like, wow. And then you're like, all right. Like, yeah. Well, right? I think if you like, if you hike into it, if you take some time, I'd like, I'd like to like spend a week there. I have no interest at all and I'm never going to go. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm more of a, I'm more of a camper than you yeah. are, Seth. Like I've Josh got a lot likes of gear. camping, and I like um, 
hotel rooms. Yeah. So, oh, I love hotel rooms, dude. Yeah. If I could live in a hotel, I would. I think so too. It's I the really best. do. I think that there was a brand of New York actor in like the 50s and 60s who just lived in a hotel. And I think that that just sounded like the most awesome life of just. Iverson did it in Philly for like at like the four seasons in Philly or, or the peninsula or whatever for like four or five years while I was playing for Philly. See, I want to live in a hotel and Josh wants to live in the bottom of a hole. Big. <laughs> I understand both, though. I understand yeah, well, both. that's yeah. very. You're you're a very kind man who sees a lot of. Uh, you appreciate other people's perspectives. Are you a camper? Did you ever camp, Pete? Well, it's a, it's it's funny. I was. I've always been like, yo, fuck bugs, fuck this, <laughs> You've fuck been, that. I've, I've been with you. You've said that. To, yeah, I've seen you say that to a bug's face. <laughs> yeah, I say, yo, fuck you and your mother twice. Um, no, and then I had to shoot this fucking movie in Australia and uh, it was in the Daintree Rainforest, which is the oldest rainforest in the world, uh, I learned. And I wasn't staying in like a hotel outside the rain. Like I was in the fucking rainforest for like two months with like no internet, cell reception. I'd wake up, there'd be like lizards on my pillows and spiders flying across the room that were the size of my hand and I had one time I remember I had to do a take where everyone was just still. And I was like, why is everybody looking at me? And there was a lizard. Like, <laughs> I mean, you can't see on a podcast, but big enough for me to be fucking freaked out. Like it was like this big. And in Australia, they don't have guns, even though that was the only place I've ever felt like I needed a gun because they're like, I'd be like, there's alligators where or crocodiles where you're filming. I was like, what do you do if you see one? He was like, oh, if you see one, it's over. I go, what? <laughs> So after that, I kind of like bugs don't bother me so much no more. Uh, so I I just I never owned anything before. So I just got a house like in the woods. Uh, and right. I'm, yeah. So like I'm really excited about it. And uh, there is something really nice about utter peace and quiet that like it's hard to get in the city as like I'm sure you know, Seth, just, it's like pretty yeah. tough. It's not bad. So. It's it's. I love New York City. It's uh, there's a real value to getting out every once in a while to where it's a little quiet. It also quieter. makes you appreciate it more. It, yeah, like, absolutely. You know, where you're like, like oh, there's bo- a coffee. Both. If there's a long a line's too long for coffee here, there's a place next door. Absolutely. And if, and then you know if you're in the woods, you're like, there is one coffee place, <laughs> and it opens at nine. And I hope <laughs> the guy shows up today. <laughs> um. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. I want to remind everybody to check out Bubkiss. It's fantastic. It looks beautiful. It really is so Thank you, gorgeously directed. The cast is incredible. And uh, that's on Peacock. And Transformers is out this summer. I love you guys. Thank you guys for having me. Love of you, course. Pete. Great to see you, buddy. All right, man. See you guys All soon. Right, Bye-bye. Pete Davidson has got himself a kick-ass minivan. Cruising undetected all across the land. He's not in an escalator, a limo. Living Sockerman style, cause he's that bro. You can best believe that he drives a minivan. His friends no longer feel like sardines in a can. Hey, 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 hey. He's Pete Minivan. Woo! He's Pete and he drives a minivan. He's Pete Minivan. He's Pete and he drives a mini van.